Welcome to the Upgrade with Taylor podcast, where we talk all things spirituality, manifestation, mindset, and feminine magic. My name is Taylor Carr, and when I was 21 years old, I was diagnosed with a chronic pain disorder called interstitial cystitis. This incurable disease took over my entire life. I couldn't eat, couldn't drink, couldn't make love without being in immense pain. I learned all about diet and healthy mindset, and guess what? I healed myself. I dug into the traumas of my childhood and my feminine lineage. I studied and became obsessed with healing, manifestation, and mindset. I had a spiritual awakening and dove in deeper as I helped women around the world heal from their chronic pain too. I became certified as a women's healing arts teacher and a clinical hypnotherapist, as well as working on other energy modalities. I became obsessed with learning. This world is filled with so much magic and I can't wait for you to come along with me on my journey to discover it. So get cozy, babe, and let's upgrade our lives together. Hello, and welcome to episode two of my podcast, Upgrade with Taylor. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so grateful you're here. And today I'm going to tell you all about how I manifested the man of my absolute dreams. So a couple years ago, I was in a relationship that just really did not work for me. I didn't know why I was in that relationship other than the fact that somewhere along the line of my friendship with this person, I fell in love with them. I knew that they had feelings for me and that felt like it was going to be fun and exciting, but I really didn't think it was going to go anywhere or last very long. And it did. It lasted two years. And the first year was okay. You know, like it was good. It was a little mediocre. Like it was just a little bit... um just not very aligned with what I was looking for, but it was fun, you know, like we were having fun and there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with having fun and exploring and experiencing, even if you know that it's not the right person for you. But in that time, I also found that I was doing a lot of teaching, like teaching them how to be more grown up, teaching them how to be more loving, teaching them how to be a better lover, just all of these things that um, it's not really fair to the other person because I am already this type of person. I was already a women's healing arts teacher and I knew about Tantra and love and connection and intimacy and the universe and the divine and manifestation and and I wanted them to be on this path with me so bad. But it wasn't their path. So I just kept pushing him and pushing him and that led to a lot of resentment and then eventually a lot of on and off and breakups and back together and breakups and back together. And... And this is actually a pattern of mine where I would enter relationships with people who were not quite right with me and then right for me and then expect them to be right for me and push them and push them until the relationship becomes toxic. So I didn't know that it was me doing it at the time. I was just really frustrated. Like, why couldn't I just meet a person who understood me? And then eventually I just figured that it didn't exist. And so settling would be something that I would just have to do, which flash forward a few years later, I now know is absolutely not the truth. It's so not the truth that I, it blows my mind when I see other people settling and I have to like come back to a place of empathy and compassion and remember where I was once too. So I remember the first kind of go around with a breakup with this person, um, I was so devastated and so sad and I wrote a list in the back of my calendar 
I had like a, I love, I love pen and pen and paper, by the way. Like I don't love Apple calendars and computer calendars or whatever. Like I love writing. I love journaling. I love writing things down in hand, handwriting. And I love doing it with sparkly pens because I feel like when you write with sparkles, it somehow manifests faster. <laughs> That's my own thing. But so I'm writing in the back of my calendar a list, like bullet points of all the things that I want in a man, all the things that I wanted to exist in the world, in one person. And I remember writing it down. I was at the Conscious Life Expo uh, here in Los Angeles. I was working back when I worked at Mystic Journey Crystals. I, I worked at the bookstore in the Crystal Gallery. And I was working at the expo. And I was so, so, so sad. And everyone around me was so spiritual and enlightened. And everyone's eating so well and feeling so good and high vibrational. And there's crystals everywhere and books and the most amazing spiritual teachers. And... And I'm talking to people I work with and they're like, uh-uh, you, like, you deserve better. They keep telling me, you deserve better. You deserve so much more than that. You deserve someone who wants to show up in the way that you want them to show up. You deserve the full thing that you desire. And so because I was in that energy and I was really believing it, I wrote down this bullet point list of all the things that I wanted to exist in a person, in a man. And then I kind of just let it go. Like, I didn't think much about it. Closed the calendar and continued about my day. I revisited the list a few times and then kind of forgot about it. I think I got rid of the calendar and it took about a year of me being in absolute resistance, not flow. And this person and I just continually breaking up and coming back together and breaking up and coming back together to the point of just like absolute cruelness. This person became so cruel with me. And I was beside myself. I didn't know what to do. I was holding on to this person because I had hoped that the things that I wrote down in the back of my calendar would just somehow become him, would just somehow absorb into him. It was like an expectation that I was trying to manifest that this person would become everything that I wanted. But that's so unfair of me and so unloving of me because he wasn't those things. And instead of me peacefully letting him go, I just kept holding the faith that this person would become this instead of ever even considering that all that stuff could really be trying to work its way to me. Eventually, we broke up. It took a year, another year. We broke up, and I was devastated. I weighed 102 pounds. I had two pink eyes, and my immune system was shot. I was in and out of urgent care and specialists trying to figure out what was wrong with my body. My body was not in alignment. It was in absolute resistance. And my energy was being drained from being in this situation that was all-encompassing and taking my full, full energy and my full, everything that I had was going into trying to make this relationship that wasn't working work. And he grew more resentful and I grew more resentful and I grew sick. My body could not digest what was happening. So I allowed the pain and tried to grow, and tried to change, and tried to break the cycle, because I know it's a cycle. I learned that it was a cycle, and I know that it all comes back to my father and my daddy issues, and I, my father passed away when I was 15, and and he was an addict and, and an abuser in many ways, and uh, he, he abused the shit out of women, and saw women as less than him, and so... Because I couldn't save my father, I kept trying to save these guys who had these similar issues. And there was always some sort of addiction or uh, substance abuse or 
some sort of removal of like not wanting to be a part of my life or, I mean, just, you know, emotional abuse. I mean, the list goes on as to how I was trying to save my father through these poor guys who, you know, they completely innocent in, in my journey to heal this wound within myself. They have their own shit, but that's their shit. So, um, let's see, we broke up in August and then for New Year's, December, I flew to Mexico. And in this time I had been dating. I dated a few people who were absolutely lovely, so kind and so fun because I wanted to rewire my, my brain and my decision-making skills to know that like there are still really fun people in the world who you can date and have an amazing time with and kiss and play and this and this and that they would treat you really, really well. Shout out to the guys who dated me in this time. Like you guys don't even know how healing you were for me and how much you taught me because even though I'm sitting here like I'm the spiritual teacher and blah 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 like I still need my teaching too because learning is never ending right so in December I fly down to Mexico and decide that it's finally time for me to try magical mushrooms now a little precursor to this is I hate drugs I hate drugs I've always hated drugs I saw a lot of addiction and drug abuse and alcohol abuse growing up so it became my decision that I hated them and I'm fearful of them etc etc so in Mexico I decided I was finally gonna try some magic mushrooms and see what that was like and I did and at first I was like, oh, this is going to be so fun. I'm going to dance and it's a beautiful day and the clouds are becoming beautiful. And I had done like a lot of emotional work to even get to a place to where I'd be okay doing them in my body. So I'm like, I'm just going to make this so fun. And I shit you not, like <laughs> as things started to change and faces started to morph and music started to change and sounds and frequencies started to change. I found myself in and out of a hammock crying for like six hours straight staring at the sky. But I remember, like I felt like I was actually in my own brain removing cords and rewiring cords to where they belonged and pulling strings away from people who no longer needed to hold them and plugging them in somewhere else, somewhere else that felt like absolute love. And, you know... I remember it was like Led Zeppelin came on and it was like, that was the sound where like the frequency where my father lived. And I was like, oh shit. Okay, here we go. We're going to rewire the daddy stuff. <laughs> Crying in and out of this hammock for six hours, getting up, showering every hour and then changing my clothes, like metamorphosis style, like caterpillar to butterfly, to bigger butterfly, to bigger butterfly, to bigger butterfly. It was somehow this gorgeous emotional, difficult fucking experience that changed my life. And in no way am I saying that this is what you or anyone else needs to do, but this is the story of how I manifested the man in my dreams, and that is part of it. And it was the total rewire of the brain. And then suddenly I had a new relationship with magic mushrooms where um, I was no longer afraid of them, and I saw them for what they really were, and or what they really are. And they're these spirits inside of this plant who are here to help not to be abused not to be a party drug but they're here to help when you really really need help and I have a lot of trauma and I've gone through a lot of trauma therapy and I would say that that's helpful but this really really changed the game for me so I did those and came back to LA 
and nothing was the same, you know, like music sounded different and, and I somehow saw things to be more colorful, like life was more colorful. I already loved life, but suddenly it was more beautiful. And within three weeks, I found myself at an audition, because I'm also an actress, and I found myself in an audition for a play. Non, non-paid, um, was considering not going, and I went, and my friend was with me, and, um, and I remember seeing him. He walked out of the theater and went to the little desk and told the girl who was sitting at the desk that she could take her lunch break and he would take over for her. And I thought, hmm, that's something. He's something, but I don't have time to focus on that feeling right now. I need to work on this audition. Went in to audition for a part that was not opposite of this person. And the director said, I want you to read with him. So learn the new script for this different part bigger part and come back when you're ready. So went out, learned the lines, came back, read with him and the chemistry was fire. (laughs) And he was so aloof and so cool. Like he gave me really nothing. And I'm like, hmm, this person is something. Don't have time to focus on it. Book the part and show up at the read through. And before the read through, I decided that I was going to scour social media until I found this person. I didn't know his name, but I knew the name of the director. So if I looked on her Instagram and in her followers, I could maybe find him. And it took me a while and I found him and I looked at his Instagram. And again, I was like, hmm, okay, that's something. Ignore. I'm not dating. (laughs) My my whole thing is I'm not dating. I'm going to be single for a long time. I'm not dating. I'm not ready. I don't want to. I'm so happy single. I love being single. That was my new thing. Um, So we go to the read through and I can just feel him in the room. I know exactly where his energy is. I can feel him. It's intense, like almost like I can't breathe. I'm talking to anyone else. I can't even make eye contact with him. He walks by me and he goes, hey, nice to see you. And I swear my, <laughs> my whole stomach dropped. And I didn't know if he was feeling the same thing, but he was. He was. And it took weeks of us rehearsing for this play where we were playing opposite of each other intimately. And, uh, and it was so hard to focus. The lines were difficult and, and I was constantly sweating being in his presence. He made me so nervous. And eventually he made the move. He made the move and showed up at the coffee shop that I would go to, that he heard I would go to and waited for me for hours until I came so that he could strike up conversation. And then he did it two days later again. And then we stayed up all night one night talking on Instagram till like four in the morning, which I'm like a 10 p.m. bedtime person. And in this conversation, we just agreed. It was like, everything that you're feeling is exactly what I'm feeling. I miss you when you're not in the room. I can feel you when you are. I mean, it was just so intense. And as I got to know him, I realized this man, this person, who was five years younger than me, by the way, is everything from the list that I wrote two years before. And funny enough, I didn't even know that we were somehow, some weird way, walking in similar circles. He had just moved to L.A. around the time that I wrote that list. (laughs) And he was 
you know, selling water, hit waters on the street that I worked on for years. And where he's from, on the other side of the country, I have friends who are in the same group as him, who knew each other's friends, who had been at parties together on the other side of the world or country. <laughs> and so this is how I manifested the person of my dreams. And it was and wasn't hard. The only reason it was hard was because I was in complete resistance. I didn't want to allow the universe to present him to me, to give him to me in the way that I wanted, like it, in the way that I needed. I, I wanted it to be this other person, but it just wasn't. And the universe kept trying to remove us from each other's lives because I was asking for it. And we broke up and we got back together and we broke up and we got back together because I just kept hoping it was him. And I was holding on so tightly to what was not mine. That is resistance. You cannot manifest from a place of resistance. But I was manifesting so hard that the universe was trying to co-create with me and meet me there. But first, I had to let go. I had to let go. And that was fucking scary because that was two years of somebody who I really loved and really cared about. But it wasn't good for me. It wasn't good for him. It wasn't the right relationship. And the longer we held on, the worse we made each other's lives in absolute resistance. There's no flow in that. And then I was specific. I was really, really specific with the universe about what I wanted, who I wanted, how I wanted them to be, even look like, even feel like, all of it. And then I fixed the shit. I healed, I healed the shit where the energy was holding me back, that stale, stuck energy that I couldn't work through to be in absolute flow and alignment. And as soon as I became free, and aligned, and in flow, and happy where I was, and grateful where I was. There he was. There he was. And this relationship with the man of my dreams that I manifested has been the most gorgeous relationship of my life, and the most healing relationship of my life. It is so open, so honest, so loving, so kind, so passionate, so easy. We don't fight, we communicate. We work through our shit together. We honor each other's magic. He was like, I don't know what all of this women's healing arts and sacred sexuality and manifestation stuff is. I don't care about astrology, but because I care about you, I care about it now, so now I learn. This is the sole contract that I've been waiting for my entire life. And the fact that I got it means that I know that you can get it too. I know that it exists for you. So get into alignment. Get out of resistance. If something isn't working for you, you deserve better. So move on. Get specific. Heal. Rewire. Hypnotherapy is a great way to rewire your mind. So are magic mushrooms, if that's what you're into. But if it's not, hypnotherapy is an amazing way. Go to my website, upgradewithtaylor.com. Look for my hypnotherapy packages. I'd love to help. It's time for you to feel the happiness that you deserve. It's time for you to upgrade your life. And I can't wait to see where this takes you. All right. May the universe be with you, and I will catch you guys in the next podcast. If you don't follow me on Instagram, darling underscore Taylor, let's connect and have a beautiful week. Catch you next time.